Hello, we are reading in the writings of Rabash, volume 1, article The Reason for Straightening the Legs and Covering the Head During the Prayer. You can find the study material on kabbalahgroup.info and in the Arvot system. You can send questions live through our website. Anyone asking a question here in the study hall, is asked to stand up, hold the mic close to his mouth and speak loud and clear. The reason for straightening the legs and covering the head during the prayer. It is written in the Zohar, Come and see who stands during the prayer. He who stands during the prayer should straighten his legs and cover his head as one who is standing before the king. He should cover his eyes so as not to look at the Shekhinah, divinity. In the Zohar he asks, you say, one who is looking at the Shekhinah while he is praying. But how can he look at the Shekhinah? He replies, it is to verify that the Shekhinah is standing in front of him during his prayer. This is why he must not open his eyes. And we should understand that the matter of straightening the legs implies, for it seems to be a condition in the prayer, meaning it implies an important issue. So what is it? We should also understand why we must cover the head during the prayer. It can't be said that it means we must cover the head with a talit, with a prayer shawl, during the prayer. For this pertains only to the morning prayer. But in the afternoon and evening prayers, which we pray without a talit, a shawl, a prayer shawl, how can we speak of covering the head? So, what does that imply? Also, what does it mean to cover the eyes? We cover our eyes when we read the Shema reading. But here he says that during the prayer we should also cover our eyes. So, we should know what these words imply. We should also understand the reply of the Holy Zohar to the question, how can he look at the Shekhinah? He explains that it is to verify that the Shekhinah is standing in front of him during his prayer. But the answer is unclear. What is the connection between closing the eyes and knowing that the Shekhinah is standing in front of him? 
to understand the above, we must return to the whole matter of the work of creation. What is it for? And what is the degree that creation should achieve? It is known that the purpose of creation was to do good to his creations. To this comes the famous question, why then are the delight and pleasure not evident to each and every one of the creatures? Rather, we see the opposite. The whole world is suffering and tormented before they obtain some delight and pleasure. For the most part, when a person introspects, he says that our sages said it would have been better not to be born than to be born. In their words, it would be preferable for man not to be born than to be born. It is known that the answer is that in order not to have shame, called bread of shame, we were given a correction called equivalence of form. This means that every delight and pleasure that one receives should be with the intention to bestow in order to be able to accustom himself to receive pleasures in order to bestow. There had to be a restriction and concealment so we would not see the great pleasures dressed in Torah and mitzvot right away. And we can learn the order of the work in order to bestow in corporeal matters, where there are only small pleasures, which the holy Zohar calls thin light. Meaning, very faint light. That is, holy sparks fell into the clipot, the shells, so they will exist. And on that light, which is found in corporeal pleasures, we can learn how to receive them in order to bestow. Because on smaller pleasures, it is easier to accustom ourselves to receive them only in order to bestow. That is, it is easier to say, if I cannot aim to bestow, I give them up and do not want to receive these pleasures, because by them I become separated from the Creator. It is known that he works only to bestow, and the lower one wants specifically to receive. Thus, there is no equivalence of form here. For this reason, meaning, since he wants to adhere to the Creator, 
The act of reception detaches him from feeling the Creator due to the restriction and concealment that took place so he could accustom himself to be able to do things and direct them to bestow. But if the providence of the Creator were revealed, that the light and pleasure would be revealed, and men would not be able to overcome his vessels of reception. By this we will understand what our sages said, that during the prayer a man must straighten his legs. Legs, raglaim, come from the word meraglim, spies. That is, the argument of the spies comes to a person. They saw that it is not worthwhile to commence the work to reach the Holy Land, which is the land of Israel, for two reasons. One, what would the will to receive gain if he walked on the path that reaches only the king? That is, he would toil with his work that he's doing for the Creator, and he will, and the will to receive will not benefit, but lose, and the desire to bestow will gain. But what will the will to receive, which is the heart of the created being, have? Even if we say that it is worthwhile to serve the king, it brings man great pleasure, not every person is fit for this. This must require special stipulations which are specifically for people born with great talents and courage. who can overcome all the obstacles found when wanting to approach holiness. Rather, it is enough for us to remain on the same level as the whole of Israel. Why should we seek higher degrees than the general public? I don't need to be an exception, and I'm content with simply keeping Torah and mitzvot without any intentions. This work will certainly be easier because it is closer to our vessels of reception. Why should I look at a handful of people saying that the most important is to work for the Creator? Surely the whole public is working for the Creator. So I will be as one of them. This is called spies. And 
It was said that during the prayer, one must, he must straighten his legs. This means that he should say that what the spies are showing him this way, that only a handful of people say that we must walk only in this path, that only this path is the truth and not the other ways. Although they are paths of truth. And this is, as our sages said, one should always engage in Torah and Mitzvot, Lishma, not for her sake, and from Lishma he will come to Lishma, for her sake. And what our sages said must be true, but this path of trying to walk on the path that leads directly to, to the Creator, this path is called the complete truth. This means that he should reply to the spies, telling him that what he was doing was wrong. אני הולך עכשיו לבקש מהשם שיעזור לי על דרך שלי. וזהו פירוש It follows that the prayer that he is doing, going to pray to the Creator, is for deficiency. For if he has no deficiency, he has nothing for which to ask and pray. And what is my deficiency? It is that I see that the spies won't, won't leave me alone. And I don't want to walk in their ways. However, I see that all my thoughts and desires are only for my own benefit. And I see that I cannot do anything for the Creator. Thus, all I need now and for which I should ask the Creator is that He will give me a cle, a vessel called a desire. That is, I'm deficient of deficiency, meaning a desire to want to serve the King and that this will be my every wish and aspiration and not to worry about things that do not concern serving the king. However, the real reason why a person does not crave to serve the king is not that he does not want to serve the king. Rather, Baal Sulam said that the reason is that he does not believe that he is standing before the king. But when he feels that he is standing before the king, his choice becomes 
annulled and he annuls before the king as a candle before a torch. It therefore follows that the main thing on which one should work in his labor is to be rewarded with faith, meaning to feel that the Creator exists, as our sages said, the eye sees and the ear hears. Since there is consumment over us, but before we exit self-love, we are still under the restriction that was done, so that the place of reception will be dark without light, which is called the space vacant of the upper light. For this reason, he asks the Creator to open his eyes so we'll feel that he's standing in front of the Creator. And he needs this not because he wants to enjoy standing in front of the Creator, rather he wants to bestow upon the Creator and cannot do anything because he still does not feel the importance of the Creator. Rather, instead to him, the Shechina is in exile. That is, when it occurs to him to do something for the Creator, he does not, and not to think of his own benefit, the world grows dark on him. It seems to him that now he has passed away from the world and died. That is, he begins to feel that his entire existence is annulled and he no longer merits a name. For this reason, right at the beginning of his entrance into that state, he wants to escape it because at that time he feels the unpleasantness that this situation is causing him. And he cannot continue walking on this path. He understands that if he begins to walk on the path of only for the Creator, he should feel life and happiness. But suddenly, he sees the opposite. This brings up the question, why is this so? The answer is that in this state, when he feels this way, he can feel the meaning of Shechina in the dust. That is, he feels that he has fallen so low that he has really stooped to the ground. Afterwards, when he knows what is Shechina in the dust, he can pray to the Creator and do good deeds so the Creator will raise the Shechina from the dust. Rather, 
that is, where he felt that assuming the burden of the kingdom of heaven, meaning to work only for the Creator and not for himself, tastes like dust, like dust, he asks the Creator to remove his concealment from him, so he will be rewarded with seeing that the Shekhinah is called the land of the living. That is precisely by wanting to do everything for the Creator and not for his own benefit. Precisely from here, one is rewarded with real life. This is the meaning of the land of the living, a land from which life springs to all. Conversely, the land of the Sitra Acha, the other side, is called land that consumes its dwellers. It is known that the matter of reception causes separation from holiness. For this reason, the wicked in their lives are called dead. The stole is called adhesion. As it is written, and you who cling to the Lord your God are alive, every one of you, this day. This means that a person wanting the Creator to open his eyes and to be rewarded with faith, meaning to feel his existence, does not mean that he craves the pleasure of feeling that he is standing before the king. Rather, he craves not to be wicked by not wanting to observe the commandment of loving the Creator. And although there cannot be love without pleasure, there is the matter that one wants it directly. And indirectly, something else is drawn. For example, a person wants to love his children because he wants to enjoy it. And although it cannot be said that he loves the matter and does not feel pleasure about it, for where one feels suffering, one cannot speak of love. Only sometimes we say that we are happy about suffering. Because by this we might gain something. It is like a person going through surgery in the hospital. He pays the doctor a lot of money and he goes not... And does not, he does not say that he loves it, but he is happy about it because by this he will gain something important, his life. Therefore, we cannot say that he wants to love his children and work for them so as to enjoy. Rather, the fact that he wants to love is love that comes naturally and has nothing to do with pleasure. But his love for them gives him 
joy. They found that the pleasure derived from love of children is extended indirectly. It is the same when a person asks the Creator to bring him closer and give him the light of faith to feel the existence of the Creator. Naturally, at that time, he announced before the Creator and certainly enjoys himself. However, this is not what he means, rather. His intention is that he wants the Creator to bring him closer because he sees that he is wicked and cannot do anything except for his own benefit. Thus, he truly wants to exit self-love. It follows that his intention is to exit self-love and not to receive greater pleasure. That is, since he does not enjoy corporeal pleasures all that much, to give more pleasure to his will to receive, this is his purpose, meaning that he wants his self-love to have more pleasure. Certainly not. On the contrary, he wants to exit self-love altogether. But the reason that causes him to want to ask the Creator to take him out of self-love and give him the light of faith is only that he is Jewish and must observe Torah and Mitzvot because the Creator has commanded us to observe His will. And he sees that he has nothing to do with bestowing upon the Creator. Rather, all his concerns are as those of the Gentiles, only self-love. This motivates him to go and ask for something, to be able to be a Jew and not a Gentile who belongs to the nations of the world. However, we should remember that it is impossible to feel the existence of the Creator without feeling pleasure. And yet, this is so when the pleasure comes to Him indirectly. Meaning, when He does not intend for it, but that it comes to Him by itself, because it is natural that when we feel that we are standing before the King, we feel the importance of the King, and to that extent we are filled with pleasure. Therefore, follows that it cannot be said that he is standing before the king and feels that he wants to annul before the king and at the same time feel unpleasantness because he wants to annul.
Therefore, when a person sees if he begins to work in order to bestow and feels that by his annulling before the Creator, he feels unpleasantness, he should say that this is not the form of the king, but that such a feeling came to him in order to know the meaning of Shekhinah in exile or Shekhinah in the dust. Then the time is ripe for praying to the Creator to bring him closer, since otherwise he sees that there is no way that he will be able to enter holiness by himself since he feels that all the body's organs resist serving the king and annulling his existence, so all his aspirations will be only to serve the king. Then, at that time, he's called deficient, when there is no one in the world who can help him but the creator himself. However, regarding the deficiency, we should make several discernments in order to be fit for fulfillment when praying to the Creator for help. He has what he needs, but he does not feel its absence. For example, a man has a family of six, and his friends have a family as big as his and live in three rooms, while he lives in an apartment with two rooms. And he is content with a little and does not feel deficient of another room. Naturally, when he does not feel deficient, he does not make efforts to obtain another room. It follows that with such a deficiency, we cannot speak of prayer. Therefore, granting the prayer is irrelevant here because there is no light without a clay. There is no filling without a lack. Two, he feels its deficiency and begins to cry to obtain it. However, after some time of making efforts to satisfy his need, he sees that he cannot obtain it so easily and he despairs. He begins to tell himself that he does not have to be among the prominent people in the public and he can settle for what he has. And by man's nature, the laziness helps him justify his lack of efforts to a great extent. Since now he is restful and carefree, because now he does not want anything. However, since before he despaired, he made great efforts to obtain what he wanted. 
אלא זאת, באות לו כל פעם מחשבות של החסרונות. It is as though the feeling itself is awakening him now to begin the work anew. At that time, a person comes to a state where he asks the Creator to remove all the thoughts that awaken him to feel deficient and work on them. Instead, He prays that no lack will come into his mind. All he wants now, and if he attains this, it will be a state he calls good, and is not to feel any lack. It therefore follows that the feeling he hopes for is not to have a sense of deficiency. This is the entire feeling for which he hopes. Now he wants to enjoy the absence of feeling deficiencies, and he does not expect the feeling of the opposite, the feeling of deficiencies. Rather, the whole satisfaction is in the absence of the feeling of lack. That is what he wants now. That is, this will be the best state in his life. This means that should his friend come and ask him, do you need anything? I will try to grant you your wish. He will reply to him, believe me that now I am in a state where I do not need anything. Now all I want is rest. Not to worry about anything. I'm embarrassed to tell you since you came to me and probably came in order to delight me. But to tell you the truth, even you are interrupting my rest by having to try to think what to speak to you about. So I'll tell you the truth, go in peace and do me a favor, tell all our friends not to come visit me if they see that I'm not around you. Since the only good I feel in my life, is rest from all the troubles. Certainly when a person prays that the Creator will satisfy such a deficiency, he can receive satisfaction of such a prayer, which is built on the foundation of despair and idleness. He wants the Creator to help him be lazy. And such a deficiency is not about to be filled because such feelings will not, will not build the world. And all the prayers must be for construction. And not the other way around. We must pray for the correction of the world 
and idleness will not yield any construction. Gimel, Shemargish Chesrono, Three. He feels his deficiency, and all the thoughts of idleness and despair cannot satisfy his lack. For this reason, he tries to seek advice on how to obtain what he wants. It follows that he is praying to the Creator for the filling of his deficiency because he wants the construction of the world. He sees that in the state he is in, he is also constructing. But all the buildings he is building are like little children playing and building toy houses, then dismantling them only in order to build once more. Likewise, he's looking at the corporeal life and as the games of the children who are building will not build the world, corporeal pleasures will not be the construction of the world, which must have been created for a purpose and not for little children. So how can he agree to remain among little children? Although the children laugh at him that he does not want to play with them and do not understand him, thinking that he probably does not have a sense for life and does not know that we can enjoy life, but he is not like everyone else. But seemingly, he wants to retire from the world and go to the desert to live like the desert animals. And yet, he cannot give them any answers since he has no common language with them. In any case, he is suffering due to his lack. He wants to be rewarded with spiritual life. It follows that only in the third discernment of deficiency can we say that his prayer is called a prayer, since he demands filling, so he can correct the world so as to have the ability to receive the purpose of creation, which is to do good to his creations. He believes that all the concealment and restriction that exists in the world is because we haven't the proper tools for the abundance of godliness, which is the vessel of bestowal. For this reason, he asks the Creator to give him vessels of bestowal. And we can obtain this by feeling the greatness and importance of the King. But when the Shekhinah is in exile and when the work tastes like dust, 
איך יכולים להמשיך בעבודה הזאת? ואמור נוכל לפרש את דברי הזוהר הקדוש. מהי הכוונה? ידוע שרוב כמו שכתוב, עיני הנשיאים, שפירושו, ואגם, שהוא לא מרגיש את המלך, king, זאת אומרת, שהוא רוצה כוח אמונה, שיהיה דומה ממש לבחינת היינו שהגוף He wants the power of faith that will be just like knowing, meaning the body will be impressed by the faith that he believes as though he is seeing the king and is impressed with the king. This is the faith for which he prays. And this is why he says that it is forbidden to open the eyes during the prayer because it is forbidden to look at the Shekhinah. Divinity. The Holy Zohar asks, how can he look at the Shekhinah? He replies that it is to verify that the Shekhinah is standing in front of him during the prayer. Which is why he is forbidden to open his eyes. We asked, what is the answer? The thing is that the faith that a person believes should be exactly as if he is seeing the Shekhinah. Otherwise, if his faith has not reached this level, it is not regarded as real faith. This is the kind of faith for which one should pray that the faith will work in him as though he is seeing everything with his eyes. Thank you to the reader. This is clear, right? Excellent. So, we need to reach the degree of faith so it will cover everything. There are no questions? Yes. In that case, oh, we do. Gilad. 
כן, שוב, מלא התפעלות מאיך, איך זה נותן המון ביטחון שהרבש מראה לנו כמו... It's amazing each time. And what does it mean that we should not look at the Shekhinah? Because the revelation of the Shekhinah is precisely in order for one to cover himself and not see it. This is why this is the condition. On the one hand, it says that one needs strong faith to know with certainty that he's standing before the Shekhinah, to truly see it. On the other hand, he should not see. What are, what are those two sides? To see with faith. It is called to see in the light of faith. So, to see in the light of faith, what is forbidden or forbidden means impossible? What? When a person reaches such vessels of bestowal that they come and replace his vessels of reception. And then what does it mean to cover one's eyes? That he doesn't need to receive any light from the Creator. But rather he says that I'm going to remain this way. Why? Because if he'll receive, he's going to lose the faith. Yes. So he's protecting the faith by covering the eyes. He keeps the faith strong. Yes. This means that all of man's work is to reach a state where he can live in the light of chassadim, in the light of faith. And not in the light of Chochmah. So forbidden here is a kind of limitation that a person has to... Yes. Ken. When he writes in the end that the faith that a person has has to be... As though he's seeing everything, as though he's seeing the Shekhinah, exactly. It's a state where he should feel emptiness on one hand, and on the other hand, feel there is a creator, complete faith, as if he's receiving. Yes. How do we come to such a state where you're empty, and on the other hand, you're, you believe in your... And that's, that's exactly... Because the light of faith... Fills you. The light of faith fills you. So it starts with states because to reach a state of emptiness and feel the Shekhinah fully seems uh, not simple to attain. How, how do you advance toward that? How do we follow such a path? When we don't want a feeling, but rather. What we want, 
What we want is only bestowal. He spoke at the beginning of the article that we need to start with small corporeal matters. You have to start with that? Yes. Thank you. If a person comes to the degree of faith as if he is seeing the Shekhinah, so what's the problem to, to see it? There's an equivalence that he's in that, on that level. What, what do you have to co- cover his eyes if he's in the correct state? I didn't understand it. He makes a restriction over his vessels of reception. So, in these vessels, the light of faith is not uh, revealed. I mean, the light of Chochmah. But rather, what is revealed is only the light of Chassadim. And the person says that he doesn't need any more. This, for him, is as though he would receive the light of Chochmah in his entire vessel. So if he needs nothing more, what, what does he have to cover his eyes if he needs nothing? This is the action. Then with this action, he says that I do not need the light of Chochmah that could be revealed now, but rather I hide myself, and instead of it, I want to receive the light of faith, the light of Hasadim. What is a lot of faith? Or a bina. The light of bina. What does it mean? It, it seemingly paralyzes the desire for fulfillment. No, he can't do it with the desire. The creator is the boss of the desire. But rather the person wants to say that he doesn't need he doesn't need the feeling because he's satisfied. He has a complete feeling that he is in bestow. If the work of man is only to come and live in the rich life in the light of Hasidim, when does a person begin to live in the light of Chochmah? If he's satisfied with the light of Hasidim, where is the connection to Chochmah? He doesn't feel that he is settles for it, that he restricts himself and is satisfied with that only. He doesn't feel it that way. But rather, he reaches such a feeling, such a state, because in such a way, he understands that he is most similar to the Creator. In this state where he's satisfied with little, he's not truly satisfied with the state. Well, the question is, uh, to what extent does he feel that it is so? Still don't get it. If, if the lot of faith of, or a lot of Hasidim is enough, then why is he lacking anything else? Because his vessels, 
in and of themselves are vessels of reception. Can we say that reflected light is when he returns direct light? As if the vessel makes of himself the, that direct light, but in return to the Creator. And that he is hiding the hour of Kabbalah and the reflected light, the light of faith. This is what Rabash uh, talked about. No. Meaning, uh, reflected light is a reflection of direct light, but from the side of the vessel. Yes. No. Maybe Sasha answered, but you're right. The main thing a person has to try in his work is to be rewarded with faith, meaning to feel that there is a reality of the Creator, that the Creator exists. It doesn't contradict. Meaning if I feel that the Creator exists, doesn't it cancel my faith? It depends on how you feel him. That's a question. What's the difference between wanting to be in faith and feeling that the Creator exists? Faith also is light. It's light. You see? And so, it's not that in the light of faith, you don't feel anything, you don't need anything. It's not some kind of uh, illumination from above that cancels uh, all of your vessels. But rather, you have vessels, and you want to feel in them the presence of the Creator, If my words disappear. Okay, so you have maybe another time. Stages before you reach the deficiency, he writes a few things there, a few steps. Page 360, column two above. The deficiency you should have made several discernments in order to be fit for fulfillment when praying to the Creator. First, he has what he needs, but he does not feel its absence. The second one is that he feels its deficiency and begins to try to obtain it. However, after some time of making efforts, he sees that he cannot obtain it, and then he reaches despair, and then laziness takes over. And finally, 
the third stage where he feels the deficiency. So, as Rabash writes, he has to get through all these stages, or he's cautioning us from getting into laziness, or I have to get into laziness. I can't avoid that. that despair that throws me into laziness. Even though you enter, you enter not according to your prayer, but because this is how the Creator arranges these things. So so I have to go there. Yes. You wanted to ask something, no? Yes. Yes. So a person wants only the deficiency and not the fulfillment. That's the state, right? No, along the way, when we come to such a state, it's work in the tent. Yes. What does he want in this state for the friends? He also he only wants sufficiency for them or he, is, he wants fulfillment for them? He uses their vessels. How does he use them? What is he going to obtain? That's why it's hard to understand. I can understand uh, in, on myself for the, for the future, not that I feel it, but I can understand it to some extent. Uh, I yearn to reach a state where I only have a deficiency, I will not receive a fulfillment, I will only be like the quality of bestowal. That's about me. But what do I have to ask for the friends along the way? The same thing, or I want them to have the whole uh, deficiency or also the fulfillment? That they'll have all of the filling. Again, he writes, the main thing a person has to try in his work is to be rewarded with the quality of faith, meaning to feel that the Creator exists. This action called, called trying to, to be rewarded with faith. What should a person try to do, strive to do? With which vessels does he feel the existence of the Creator? Now he feels the existence of the Creator between what disturbs his will to receive and what he knows that it shouldn't be this way, that the existence of the Creator is the opposite of the vessels of reception, to feel the existence of the Creator. So, so what is the what, what, what should we try here? Strive for The effort is that if you have uh, your inherent will to receive and you make a restriction over it and you raise yourself to the degree of bestowal and in this way according to the reflected light that you activate you are going to activate it towards the Creator. When we say restriction on the will to receive, is it something a person can do directly? Or is that a a process that happens through the reforming light? Can Can I do it? A person is not capable of performing a restriction or anything else. That should be clear. 
This is only by uh, the Creator's attitude towards Him. He speaks here of corporeal pleasures. Uh, do they prevent one from reaching faith? They don't. It only uh, depends on how the person relates to them. How do I, what should be the attitude toward that? Well, it should be only with a clear question of uh, why should I use them? Meaning, how do they serve? Let go. Let go. Lastly, he gives a beautiful example here about if his friend will come to him and ask if he's lacking anything, he answers, believe me that I'm in a state where I lack nothing. He even tells him that he's bothering me, that all the good that he feels, that I feel in life, is rest from all the concerns. That's what the friend answers. He gives the example, but he doesn't give a recommendation. What do you answer such a friend? That friend who says... He answers his friend and says, I don't care about what you're going to tell me, but rather, don't bother me. Let me enjoy my situation. Right. When when the friend says that, if I'm standing before this friend, also before myself mostly, what do you answer to that? When a friend says, "Ah, everything is good, I have everything, everything, I just want to rest. What do I tell him? But there is a goal. There is a very high goal. And it's worthwhile for us to discover it. Because ultimately, it will always stand before us. Meaning our job is to remind, remind the friends. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Following the scrutiny with Yaakov, he writes that in that state, the Creator does not answer the prayer of a person. He says later, he comes to the third phase and he says, you have to ask for the building of the world. What does it mean? The building of the world is a general correction of the Shekhinah. How, in that state, where he only wants to be left alone, can can he see or or, or want the general correction? It is indeed an extreme state. As as we said, almost everyone goes through that state. It's like, just just leave me alone. I don't want anything. It's like a dead someone, a dead person. Yes. So where does he find the power to ask? He asks for these forces, specifically in a state where he doesn't have any connection with such forces, he asks to have them. To have the strength. What kind of strength? Forces? 
least for something so that he can start with that. Start what? Uh, have a deficiency for bestow? Yes, even a small light of chasadim. That's what he wants. And after that, he just wants to stay adhere to that light of chasadim and continue there? No, later on it's according to his uh, situation. And that the Creator will advance him according to his state. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Rav, Rav, he writes. Sorry, it eludes me. I have a different question. It says, Shina in the dust. He writes that when he feels that his reality is cancelled and he knows that Shina is in the dust, then he can pray and do good deeds so that the Creator will lift the Shina from the dust. What are the good deeds that he discovers when he sees that he has no, no energy to advance? And now, with all of his uh, forces, this is what he can want. Good deeds sounds like something that's after the annulment. What are those good deeds he can do toward the friends when he has... He's got no ability to do... He feels he has no ability to do anything. A prayer is a good deed? It's a deed. It's a deed. And if he prays, that the Shekhinah will be corrected or that he will be corrected? That the Shekhinah will be corrected or that the person will be corrected? Where does he see a flaw? In himself or in the Shekhinah? He feels divinity in the dust. It's him. He has no power to lift her. So what is the question? Where to get the, the power when that enemy whose reality is cancelled and he has no power and he just needs to lift his head and hold it up and do something? Adhesion. 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 That he wants to be like the Creator. Yes. That he bestows without any will to receive for himself. Yes. Okay, now let's say, generally speaking, the Shina needs to be corrected or the person needs to be corrected? Uh, the person is a part of the Shekhina. Okay, well, it will come. Yes? Thank you, Rav. What does it mean to be rewarded with life? To be rewarded with life? It means to see the Shekhinah receiving all the lights of the Creator and uh, reaching Him with a complete congruence 
for an eternal zivug coupling. Um, the friend asked here, I'm I, I actually asking to fill the friend's deficiencies. So I mean to, is that the meaning of revealing life to want the land of life? I have to enjoy this pleasure by bestowing to the friend by asking about the friend's deficiencies. Yes. What is the difference in reality between having the Lord of Chassadim and having the Lord of Chochmah? It's a wholeness, either from the feeling or from the intention. So why do we lack the Lord of Chassadim? What's missing in, in reality that we need the Lord of Chassadim? Light of Hasadim is light that shines to the vessel and gives it a feeling of wholeness when it is empty. So what's actually lacking in reality? Why specifically Hasadim are missing? Why Hasadim uh, are, are missing? What's missing in our reality is the adhesion of the vessel with the Creator. So where do you get fulfillment? How is the vessel fulfilled if it's always empty? It's not always empty. If in the present state he wants to be in adhesion with the Creator, then this actually is what, what he should receive, he is the light of Hasadim. He writes, in order to have faith, he needs to have the greatest of the king before him. Yes. But as soon as he has the greatness of the king, he is annulled as a candle before a torch. So where, how can faith grow when we have good loot? This is exactly this light that fills him, the light of Hasadim. So, the light of Hasadim, what does it allow you to do? What does it do in a person? So on the one hand it stays adhesion, on the other side, on the other hand it stays uh, empty. What does it do to him? The light of Hasadim appears in the vessel and fills all the spaces in it so that actually from them the person yearns for adhesion. No. Following what we asked, page 361, third paragraph, he says, the, the third deficiency, he says this is the true deficiency. So only this, in this discernment, his prayer is called prayer because he demands fulfillment so the world can be corrected. 
which is the ability to receive the purpose of creation, which is to do good to his creations. And he believed that all the concealment and restriction that exists in the world is because we haven't the proper tools fit for the abundance of godliness, which is vessel of bestowal. On one hand, he asks for fulfillment. He asks for vessels of pistol. Yeah, but he wants the purpose of creation. It's not for himself, I guess. Uh, Meaning, there's a question here. Before that, he writes that he has a deficiency where he wants to reach spirituality. He writes, in any case, he is suffering due to his lack that he wants to be rewarded with spiritual life. So the solution to get to it is that he has to yearn for a fulfillment, which is the purpose of creation to correct the world, but he has to be satisfied with faith, which is the Al Fasadim. Yes. you explain the way? Yes. So how, if we want fulfillment, not, not even from myself, I want the purpose of creation to be revealed in the world and to have the last, the, the end of correction, but I don't want it for myself, but it passes through me. Yes. How can we, as he writes it, shut our eyes and not be in it at all? How can we yeah. pass light to the whole world, but not to oneself? Uh, we're, we're part of the collective, no? Not to... Yes. It's a question. Theoretically, it's possible. But this is on the condition that a person is capable of uh, filling himself with the light of Hasadim. So it's as if he doesn't reach the purpose of creation, the light of Chokhmah. But in practice, it's a constant process, a sense, the sense. You can't uh, just stand there, you can't stand motionless. Yes, here there's a question, whether in the, in the end, as we stand before the end of correction, are we in the light of the correction of creation? Well, let's put it aside for now. No, no, no. No, no. Let's continue. We'll go to the next part of the lesson. Yes, we'll sing a song.